Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Season's greetings. Yes. Blazer fans, welcome to a Tuesday afternoon lunch break edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast with Seth Johnston and Eric Garcia-Gutterson. Welcome to Lockdown Blazers. We are so excited. It's here, the season, the NBA season is finally here. Me and Eric, we couldn't contain our excitement. We're out here on the waterfront. Shout out to Tom McCall. Shout out to Tom McCall. Uh, doing a lunch break season preview. Eric, what are you most excited to see in game one of the long Portland Trailblazers season? I'm excited to see. I want to, I'm really excited about the potential for this team on the glass. Uh, I know I know this is this is a very like I feel like I'm I'm only 27 but you know this feels like a very you know fatherly take on my part but I really do think that if Portland is going to be at all successful I know everyone's talking about the defense and we talk about the defense every year but rebounding to me is where they have potential to be very good I think Swanigan I think Davis I think Nurk I think Maminu yeah. I, I am excited to see what they can do on the glass because I think if they can be really good on the glass, I think that will help them go a long way in exceeding expectations. And and rebounding a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe we're getting too old man here, maybe a little bit of a lost art in today's game. It's certainly not emphasized. You don't hear people talking about rebounding as much as you used to. In fact, don't the Spurs even, they especially offensive rebounding, the, the best practice now is to just not do it basically, right? Just get back on defense. So, I don't know. Blazers offensive rebounding? Do you think that's going to happen? You know, uh, that was one of my things last season that I was like, this is not happening and this is why they're not good, is they weren't getting offensive rebounds. Like, Ah. I know that the analytics say you should get back on defense, but it's also, you know, there's been enough study where there are some, you know, folks in the analytics community that think it needs to go the other way, that you need to take advantage of those things. And I think this could be a place where Portland can do that if, you know, they have, I like the rebounding talent that they have on the team. And I think if they can take advantage of the boards, I mean, they invested all this, these assets in big guys, right? Like they need that to pay off somewhere and they need to, they need to be good on the glass. They, they are kind of an old school ish team in the fact that they still have a center Nurk and he's going to be a big part of everything they do. Right. Yeah. They're playing bigs. Um, that tiny backcourt though that's that's new school that's small ball but do you think the Blazers need to commit do they need to go just big old old school big or do they need to go all the way with small ball or they're kind of seems like they're doing kind of a hybrid like a hybrid approach because they're just going with the best players they they can get basically and asking Stotts to work it out yeah Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out I wonder if too the first game against Phoenix now that we had a kerfuffle in the preseason, C.J. McCollum suspended for the game. Alex Lynn and Caleb Swanigan getting into it. C.J. McCollum, history of violence. <laughs> C.J. history of violence, McCollum. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be. I was I was sick of the Phoenix Suns. 
now I'm kind of into the Phoenix Suns after thinking about it because there seems to be building up some bad blood there almost. And the Suns are a fun team. They're trying, I think they're trying not to win. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're hoping that Eric Bledsoe can can be sent home or sent to another team or something, I'm sure, because he's, he's too good and he doesn't... He's going to win too many games yeah. for them. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting to see who, what happens. Are, are teams, are they going to, is there going to be another kerfuffle? Is it going to get chippy? Is Nurk and Caleb going to step in and enforce Alex Len? So is that what you're most excited about is the possibility of another kerfuffle? I'm excited about the possibility of a kerfuffle. Um, and, um, you know, Marquise Chris seems to get the ire of players a lot. He seems to get under some players' skin. Last season, uh, and I don't know, I have no idea what he's doing, uh, but last season some vets would always seem like they had an issue with him uh, in, in a few games. So maybe, maybe this is a budding rivalry. Which is and and a great rivalry for the Blazers because they're always going to be better than the Phoenix Suns, at least right now in in the current and near future. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a rivalry, but a rivalry that they always win, which basically means the Blazers own the Phoenix Suns, uh, which would be fun. Did you know that they play the Suns again like next week? Yes. What in the world? Like wh- they're playing three times in like oh didn't they play? They played in twice the first preseason. Game they played two? twice in preseason. Yeah, and they're playing them twice in their first like five games. Yeah, it's, so that fourth game here. I mean, the game tomorrow is going to be probably pretty pretty tight. And then CJ getting back and playing against CJ revenge game. Yeah, CJ revenge game to get revenge on. On the NBA in general, after going after him, uh, he had some pretty good shady comments though. When he said it was like my very costly eight steps, yeah, just very matter of factly and very shady. It was very good, it, and it's very CJ McCollum. It's very on brand for him. It seems like the the league, especially as the season's getting close every year, they look for an opportunity to come down a little too harshly on somebody to just remind everybody, all right, we're getting ready. Back to the rules. This is going to be strict. Uh, sorry, CJ. You're just an example for that we're trying to set for everybody else. I thought that was terrible, though. Like it, they didn't, they could have suspended him for the Haifa game, right? Because he gets suspended when in a preseason game where he doesn't get paid. Players right. don't get paid for preseason, right? And so then he loses a hundred grand. You right. know, not that he's going to be poor or anything, but like it was also one of the other caveats of this. This is his first game on his new contract. Uh-huh. Where he's making a way more money than he was last year, so he, now he's also not going to get so that his first fine game is much check. Bigger, yeah. yeah, and he doesn't get his first game check. So yeah, wow. um, are are you excited for any of the games tonight? It's Tuesday, or uh, or any any other things this week that you're looking forward well, to? I say for tonight, um, we got what do we got? Rockets Warriors. Rockets Warriors. I think um, that will be interesting. I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm interested. I think the Warriors are probably just going to crush them unless there's just some early season weirdness but I mean the Chris Paul James Harden thing I, I don't quite understand yet how that can work and I didn't really watch the Rockets in preseason I tried to watch one of their games but they didn't seem to play at the same time very often uh-huh. uh, at least the bits I was watching so I'm not how can that work two guys that need the ball all the time and they both say they want to be off the ball more they both say they're excited to not have to have the ball all the time but I think they both actually liked having the ball all the time. Um, I, think so we'll see. To, I think they're trying to speak that happiness into existence. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, I will be happy to, right. to, to have the ball. And they're just like believing it. And uh, shout out to LeVar Ball uh, for speaking it, bringing speaking it to it, speak it into existence into our lexicon. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting, but I do think I think it's going to be kind of similar to the situation that we saw, you know, in the second year in Miami. And I think I think Paul already knows that he I don't think he has it anymore to be the number one guy. Uh, there's already questions about his knee, which is, you know, his knees have bothered him his entire career. He's entering his 15th year in the league. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, I think this is a year where we see Chris Paul kind of go into like that, that true second stage of his career. Uh, uh-huh. Like, 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 where he lets like, go a little bit. Let's go a little bit. Like, kind of like Jason Kidd when he got older. Yeah, I think, I think that's the trajectory that we that I see the Rockets and and Chris Paul going. And on maybe this Chris year. Paul anticipated that this was coming, so it made sense for him to go somewhere where he had another backcourt player who could who could kind of take the reins when he wants to lay off a little bit yeah. or when he needs to. Yeah, the, interesting. The, yeah, no, I, I, I like that, and I, I agree with you on the Warriors. I think the Warriors are still going to crush them. And, I, I like the I like the Warriors over. It's sixty seven and a half. I think I think you, you'll take the over I'll, I'll on sixty seven and a half. I'll take the over. I think they'll win sixty eight games. They're they're gonna destroy everyone. It's uh, like I mean they are. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you twenty percent on auto parts. That's twenty percent off headlamps, twenty percent off oil filters, twenty percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the ninety-nine cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty-one seventeen. Yeah, that's always kind of a bummer to bring that up and remind everybody. I'm so excited right now, and then you just bring up the Warriors. Sorry, and- man. <laughs> It'll be a good season still, and it's- I'm excited for I mean, the first game tonight should be a blast. Uh, Cavs and Celtics. Uh, yeah, the Cavs. So you, so now with you're doing the LeBron wire. You're covering LeBron all day, every day. What's what's a LeBron tidbit that we might have missed if we're, if we're not hot on the LeBron wire? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, uh, there, there's a I've been there's a lot of little nuggets. You about live LeBron. LeBron. I live LeBron, so it's like it is it, it's it's tough to to choose. But I think one of the interesting tidbits is one that came from Brian Windhorst today that Dwayne Wade starting in the starting lineup is kind of a byproduct of LeBron James having his back and kind of massaging the Cavaliers a little bit to be like, hey. We need to make this transition easy. Wade needs to start because that's what he's always done. And I'm interested to see what, if any type of friction that creates with the Cavaliers to start. Because, you know, Miami with Wade and LeBron was amazing, but they haven't played together in like four years now. So they still have to get back to that. And I think it could still take a couple of games. Not as many as it took Miami, but I think it's going to take a couple of games. Yeah, do you think Cleveland is going to... Are they a legitimate threat to the Warriors at all? I mean, no, right? No, but I have a but. If if Isaiah Thomas is anywhere near where he was last year, Wade can if Wade can be serviceable, if Rose can create on second units and all those guys can I think they're better matched up against the Warriors this year than they were uh. last year. I think they will match up better. I don't think that they'll beat the Warriors, but I think that they can give them a better series. And who are the Cavs playing tonight in the big opening night? Who are Boston Celtics. They're against the Boston Celtics. So that will be very fun to see Kyrie. Where is it at? Where is the game? Is Cleveland. It, it's in Cleveland, so Kyrie, I assume, is getting booed. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, but they're going to have a video for him. They're going to be all sentimental and stuff. Also, Gordon Hayward's first game with the Celtics, who, you know, a lot of people think Gordon Hayward is going to take the Celtics to the promised land. And uh, then there's the other group of people that uh, don't think he's, you know, quite all that. Right. Oh, yeah, the Celtics are an interesting t- – I mean, so they're starting Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Is that the idea? I believe so. That's they're why they Hayward made that. at the two, something like that? Yeah, yeah that's right. So. And that's why they made that trade is they're thinking that Jalen and, and um, Tatum give them that flexibility. It's interesting. I mean, they're going very small. Yeah, very small. And I think they're going – you know, they're going super, super small. And I you see the Cavs, though, like, they are going with two, you know, non-shooters or three non-shooters, I guess, if you don't count LeBron as a shooter uh, in their starting lineup. But they are also going small. And this is the NBA today, 2017. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Love, Love is a center now. Yeah, Kevin Love starting at center. Kev- Jay Crowder starting at power forward. Kevin Love, who when he was drafted, one of the red flags people would mention before he got into the NBA was that he was too small to play power forward. Yeah. And now he's a center. Yeah, now and he's a center. Nobody's really thinking twice about that. No. It, it makes it, a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it is what it is. And I'm re- I am know that in the preseason, I, I already mentioned my concerns, but I also do think that I kind of like where it's being counterintuitive. I like where Tyron Lue is going with it by being counterintuitive and saying, hey, we have some basketball geniuses on this team, Love, Wade, and LeBron specifically, and maybe that can work into something really cool. And and I think that is that's also the potential for this new Cavs lineup is that a lot of people don't think it's going to work, but I think if any lineup has a chance to go against the norms and work, it's this. Right. Do you think Kevin Love was probably a little excited when Kyrie left? He knew at least he was going to be a bigger part of their offense again. Maybe some flashbacks to Minnesota Kevin Love. Yeah. But now that Wade's there, I think he's got a whole other thing he has to figure out again of how does he fit in with – these guards. He's gonna. He's gonna have to be Chris Bosh again. You yeah. know, he, this is this is gonna be, and that's why I'm also excited. I'm excited to see LeBron in this construct with what will love at the five and more space around him because we haven't really seen that since he left Miami because the, the the Cavs really just didn't have the personnel to go small unless LeBron himself was playing power forward, and right. now they don't have to do that. Right. Huh. So yeah, there's that's the Cavs digest, the LeBron digest. Interesting stuff. So the Blazers. First three games are on the road. Yeah. Very Fe- excited for the Sorry. Phoenix. Yeah. Then they got Indy, who's rebuilding, right, mm-hmm. around Miles Turner. And who did they draft? Uh, they TJ, drafted TJ Leaf. TJ, that's right. They brought TJ Leaf from UCLA. Uh, what? Victor Oladipo. That's right. Ola, they got Oladipo. And they got uh, Domas Sabonis. Sabonis, well. yeah. yeah. So this, the Pacers are going to be bad. Yeah, Blazers, uh, Blazers need to win that game. They, they need to win that game. Oh, yeah, I mean, in the West this year, every team is so good, you have to win all your gimmies yeah. if they're going to make the playoffs, really. They have, to be, they have to be one of those teams that at least always beats the bad teams. Like, the teams that always beat who they're supposed to beat are going to get a seed or two higher. Yeah, and the, te- and the teams that, you know, this could be we, – we've seen it before with, you know, Blazers teams. I remember, like, Dame's rookie year, you know, they'd step up and win games against really good teams, and then they lose to teams that right. were really bad. And that's – you know, I could see that happening with, say, Minnesota or Denver, you know, teams like that that are young, talented, but kind of unproven that, you know, if Portland can take care of business like in Indiana or Phoenix, uh, you know, that would be great for them. I think it's going to be tough for them to win in Milwaukee – uh, on, on a third one. On a back-to-back. Yeah. The night before in Indy, then the next night in Milwaukee. At least they're back-to-back 
is early in the season. I don't know how much that helps, but tough, a tough. It's a tough to go on the road at the very beginning of the year and have a back to back. That just seems crazy. And the Bucks are no joke. No, is this the year the Bucks are finally gonna? be a juggernaut that they seem like they have the talent to be i don't know i mean i i, I i'm 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 drinking the kool-aid I'm, you're I'm, on the bucks I'm kool-aid on, i'm on the bucks kool-aid i fear the deer i'm not gonna lie i've been on the bucks kool-aid for like three years and yeah. some years i was wrong and 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 that happens they're like the reverse spurs yeah exactly it's like every, every year they're gonna be great and yeah. they are yeah <laughs> they get counted in every year when they should be counted out yeah and so the, the, the Bucks. I, I've always been on that bandwagon, but uh, I like what I'm hearing about a bulked-up Thon Maker. He's getting oh, jacked, really? yeah. And he's also the other thing. He looked good in the playoffs. That was, oh, totally. That was the thing for me. He blew me away in the playoffs, and I think Thon Maker or Thon McCour, excuse me, I'm not pronouncing his name right. Uh, Giannis, you know, Chris Middleton's healthy. They don't have Jabari, but I think it'll work out fine. I think they'll be very good. And Jason Kidd is a really good coach. So I, I, I really think they're going to make it work, and I think that's going to be a battle. I think that's going to be a really tough game for Portland. And Giannis is their main point guard again, right? They're, they're locked into that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have Malcolm Brogdon as the nominal point guard, but but, I see. but he's but but Giannis, because he can't really shoot, is, is going to be handling the rock. So Fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited for this season. I'm, I'm so happy it's here, Seth. Like, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, 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 all is right in the world on the eve of the NBA season starting. It's cloudy in Portland. It feels right. This feels like basketball weather. It's cloudy. It's a little cold. We're, we see the Moda Center in the in the distance. Here we go. Yeah. Soak it in. Seth Johnson and Eric Gunderson. That's it for Locked on Blazers.